For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 33 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is April 15th, 2021. Let's bring my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Say Hey Rob. What's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Long time, no talk. Actually, we've been talking, just not on here. Hello. But, man, what a what a lovely April it's been, huh? Man, we got baseball on every day. We're finally getting out of those stupid off-day Sundays, off-day Tuesdays, off-day Thursdays. <laughs> and, you know, we're actually starting to get to some real-life baseball again. And, you know, it's early, but I think I'm, you know, enjoying what I'm seeing so far. You know, how about you, Dougie? Um, you know, it's it, it, again, it's we've said this several times. It's great to just have baseball back every day pretty much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, the Giants. Giants are 8-4 and four through the first 12. Oh yeah, them. Yeah, hundred and fifty to go, but they're eight and four. So let's just really enjoy this moment. Um, so yeah, Rob, we are we are uh, super uh, blessed and fortunate tonight. We are joined by uh, fellow Giants chatter co-admin Chris Corbett. Uh, you can give Chris a follow on Twitter at BlueJays underscore Giants, and I'll have him explain that uh, username in a minute. Chris, welcome aboard the Say Hey Podcast, man. How's it going? Chris, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Doing well, you know, like you guys said at the beginning, enjoying a uh, nice little stretch by our G-Men. So hopefully yeah. they can keep it up for the next 150 games. It's Absolutely. been fun. Absolutely. It's been fun. Chris, why is why is Blue Jays in your Twitter handle? I live in Toronto, so oh. I I am also a Blue Jays fan. You know, a lot of people. You know, if you're a Giants fan first, why is you know Blue Jays in your Twitter handle first? You know, I went alphabetical. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, safe that, thing to that's do, all huh? with it. I that's think I know. I think I know why. It's because you live in Canada. It, exactly. Oh exactly. man. Yeah, you na- you nailed it, Rob. Good winner. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the whole uh, Blue Jays Giants thing. Like I, I I've asked that the Giants at the like when I first started on Twitter that it was the football. Ah. Uh, a uh, avid Expos fan at any point? I just, I had to ask that. Not really. I followed them just because, you know, the fellow Canadian team, but, mm-hmm. you know, not really an avid fan. I yeah. watched them and, you know, 
when the Expos were around in my early Giants fandom, that was pretty much the only way I got to watch a Giants game. I, I, so I, I, I did see a lot that. of Expo, Expo games for that reason. Olympic Stadium. Remember that place? Yep. It's still there, unfortunately. Hey, uh, <laughs> a, a, well, first, Rob and I, obviously, we, we know you're from Toronto. But we just, you know, you're, you're new to the show, um, even though – uh, you've seen all of our faces on the same screen before doing our lives and stuff on Giants Chatter. Make sure you're a member on Giants Chatter on Facebook. Um, well, real quick, before we, we get into uh, the current Giants information that we're going to be providing you tonight, uh, were the 1994, speaking of the Expos, Rob, were the 1994 Expos the best team in baseball? Oh, you're muted, buddy. You're, so, you're muted. I Start th- that th- thought th- over. Sorry. There you go. There you go. I, I think the 94 Expos were the uh, team to beat. I think they were the best team. They had, like, Marquise Grissom, Moises Alou, Larry Walker. Larry Ken Walker. Hitler. Pedro Martinez. Yeah, Pedro. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, Pedro was there then. Um, Ken Hill, John Wetland in the bullpen. Mm. Like, that team was just sickening. And – that strike, along with uh, some political issues, basically drove Montreal, the Expos, out of town and into Washington. What a turn! What a turn of events! I mean, really, they like they go on. Let's just say they win that World Series that year, or even the pennant. You know, I mean, just imagine what what that does. You know, for Montreal as a city and just the whole atmosphere around the team, and you know, like, and then, like you said, next thing you know, they're playing in D.C. And that would have been three years in a row for a Canadian team winning the World Series, too, if they won it. That That's true. Do you the think Jays about that? In, yeah, the Jays in 92-93 and then Montreal 94. That would have been huge for baseball in Canada. You Touch know, them all, could, Joe. Yeah, that could have added, like, how many more thousands of fans because, you know, the, the Canadian mantra is, we hate Toronto. Like, pretty much <laughs> almost every city in Canada hates Toronto when it's sports-wise. And that's, I'm sure a lot has to do with the Maple Leafs because of that. But, you know, it, it would have been a pretty cool story to have that, you know, Montreal win that year. But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. And that was the uh, start of the demise of their franchise. Well, as you've uh, learned in the first few minutes here, Chris is definitely the historian of our group. Him, him and Eric on Giants Chatter, man, because I, I just can't wait to see these guys talk talk baseball from when we were freaking kids right <laughs> so, no, i know that, that, that's the best stuff, part man. that's the best part um but let, let's we gotta get going on this um let's talk about our san francisco giants uh they've played a dozen they are eight and four um they're second in the national league west um two games behind the los angeles daughters they currently have the second best record in the national league and the third best record in major league baseball even though the uh the red sox did lose today so now they're uh, nine and four they cooled off a little bit um so yeah just real like kind of overall thoughts um and we'll start with our guest chris like so the giants are eight and four straight up how are they doing it pitching their starting rotation is just like sickening right now um like you said just before we, we went on you know, their their worst starter right now is Kevin Gossman. Like, if you look at ERA, I think you said it was something like 3.2. 3. 3.2. 3. 2. Like, 
you know, when you're when your opening day starter is the worst starter on your team, and it's a three point two ERA, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like Descofani's been as good, if not better, than advertised. Sanchez is pitching like a number five. Um, you know, my expectations with him were a little higher than most, but that's only because I've seen him so long. But you know, Cueto pitched has pitched his. You know, lat off, I guess you could say. Uh, he's <laughs> nice pitched really, Yeah, he's pitched really well this season. Gossman has pitched really amazing, aside from that one inning against Cincinnati the other day. Uh, Webb pitched okay. It wasn't the Webb we seen in spring training. But, you know, pitching. It's been all pitching because their bats haven't been there. You know, they, they shut down the uh, vaunted Cincinnati Reds offense this week. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's just a sign, you know, that their starting rotation has given innings and that's what you need. A combined 2.66 ERA between Cueto, DiScofani, Gosman, Sanchez, and Webb. So sounds, sounds good. Crazy. Rob, give us your thoughts real quick on the, the first 12 games, what the giants are doing, right? Uh, yeah. Like Chris said, you know, they're, you know, they're pitching really well and, they're also they're hitting the long ball. You know they're not they're not really doing much else offensively. And I, I don't want to get into concerns yet, but they're not drawing enough walks for a team that's not hitting for average yet. But you know we we can get to that later. But they are hitting for power. And if you're not hitting for average, you better hit for power. That's the new uh, mantra in, in baseball. And I, I think an overlooked uh, factor to all this is big guys like. Jake McGee, you know, coming in and just being a real staple in in the ninth. I mean, that's been such a question for the Giants the last, hell, you know, four or five years, you know, ever since they gave Mark Melanson that big contract and it, and it, and it flamed out. I mean, look, think of how many games they, they, they've, they've pissed away, you know, late. And the Giants are playing a close games every single night, you know, because – they're not hitting. Their pitching has been stellar. So you're getting three, three, two, four, three, you know, games every day. And guys like Wandy Peralta, I mean, wh- wh- where's he coming from with, with all this filth? You know, <laughs> after after being very uh, up and down last year, I mean, he's you know he's been, he's been clutch. You know, Ty- Tyler Rogers, you know, his last couple outings been much better. You know, you know, as compared to that first week in, in Seattle. So they're they're kind of doing it in uh, in various amounts of ways. Starting pitching definitely at the forefront, but but yesterday all they did was was manufacture runs, you know. And that was I think I think yesterday was, was the first game where I think they they won without hitting a home run, I believe. And you know you, you had uh, Dubon scoring on that contact play with Casalia at the plate, but and that's stuff you got to do when you're not hitting collectively as a team. So. They're doing it in, in a lot of ways, but starting pitching, like Chris said, I mean, that's that's carrying the day right now. Starting pitching, like I said, 2.66 ERAs. They've been better than expected. Um, and, and the thing is, the thing with starting rotation all offseason, of course, we're talking about, you know, if this rotation stays healthy, you know, their ceiling is high. And so, uh, and obviously we'll get to Johnny Cueto in a little bit, but, you know, we're, we're mainly talking about guys like Discofani, Sanchez, and now um, Alex Wood will be uh, making his first appearance this weekend. Again, we'll get into that later as well. But those guys stay healthy. 
you know, the stuff's there uh, for, for a chance to be, a, a, you know, an average to above average starting rotation um, with, you know, the complementaries of the bullpen and the offense um, could make a decent team. And like you said, the, the, they've been hitting the ball of the park in their 12 games. They have 17 home runs. Um, and, and it seems like too, even though they're, I think they're hitting like 207, which is like 29th in baseball. It's bad. But when they are getting hits, um, they're making them count. It's timely hitting, you know, quote, unquote. Um, But I'm going to get into my – I mean, I've been adamant on this, and I'm going to freaking drive it to piss people off. This bullpen, dude, the bullpen is good. The bullpen is good. Yes, forget night one in Seattle. Everybody's going to remember that because it literally was to start the season. It's going to sit in your head ever since then. They've been, as we say in NorCal, they've been hella good. And I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> like guys, like obviously the the obvious one is Jake McGee coming in. He's six for six in save ops, hasn't given up a run. Um, he's doing it using basically like one pitch. He's throwing his fastball, I think, ninety three percent of the time, um, and his slider just like seven percent, obviously. So Jake McGee has been dominant. Um, and you know, I was a little uh pessimistic in the preseason not really about him but about the closer role closer duty in general um and i thought it was gonna be more of a uh committee thing gabe kapler is already seeing he's got a rapport with and you already touched on tyler rogers he's been really good um and he's they've been going to him in the eighth inning and then going to mcgee in the ninth for save ops and then the other guys i mean obviously marante got hurt which is unfortunate hopefully hopefully he's not gonna be out like, wait, he uh, what did he strain again? He, he, I can't think right now. It was, his, it was something in his elbow, wasn't it? I, he, I think he was feeling tightness. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, my notes one. Yeah. But anyways, I want to say his tricep. Yeah, it was something uh, like that. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not out forever. Basically. Yeah. But it looks like Matt Whistler, who got off to his uh, a rough start, starting to finally find a rhythm with things. Um. You know, Caleb Berger's been been okay in his four games. So uh, it's just been interesting to see this bullpen. And even uh, Jose Alvarez has, has been good. He's been getting a little more love this last week uh, with, mm-hmm. with opportunities. So, And like you said, Wandy Peralta, like that magic Wandy, I say. <laughs> he's, been, he's been good. So the bullpen, the bullpen is good. It's good. Um, well, Look, I'm just looking at the bullpen numbers. Five of the eight bullpen arms have a 1.8 or lower ERA. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, uh, Peralta has a 1.8, Tyler Rogers a 1.13, and then McGee, Harley, uh, Alvarez, and Berger all have a zero ERA. Yep. So, you know, yeah, you nailed it. And I've said this, you know, on our lives on Giants Chatter. I think. I will say, without a doubt, this is the best bullpen the Giants have had since 2012, and I will stand by that until they prove me otherwise. No argument for me, my man. No, not right now. I mean, if uh, and again, it's 12 games. Yes, it's a small sample size, and and I think I can speak for all three of us. We are not overreactors. You know, the, the <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. Uh, if you want to look at big picture, and I mean, this is kind of going way far in advance, but like the offense will come around and start hitting better. But also, you know, the starting rotation is going to go through some struggles. It's going to. 
It's it's like I told you in the opening day episode, Rob, you know, and I'm sure you agreed with it. Like, forget what Logan Webb did this spring. Did he earn a job in the rotation? Yeah, but he's going to have struggles, and he has struggled out of the gate. Um, so it, it's a long season. I, I You know, it's it's a very long season, 150 games to go. The Giants will go through their struggles, but we're seeing a good eight and four start. So that's that's exciting. Um, the Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns and Foster. Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. You know, are, are there any, uh, Chris, like what are your concerns at the moment uh, regarding the Giants? Right now, my biggest concern, other than, you know, the uh, obvious, the news that just came out an hour ago before we started recording was the grade one latch strain for Johnny Cueto. You know, he, he's 2-0 this year, 1.8 ERA, and, you know, he hurt himself in his last start. You know, it really sucks, especially the way he's been throwing. But injuries aside, like the offense, you know, I'm a little worried. And as you said, they are being carried by the starting pitching. And, you know, we're not going to see – this all year, you know, this isn't the uh, offense of a couple of years ago where, you know, one run in, it was ball game, you know, but yeah. I, I know, I know the bats will come in life. So right now I think my, my biggest concerns are the Cueto injury and the lack of right-handed arms in the bullpen, because I'm just worried with only Whistler and Rogers in the bullpen right now, that they are just going to get so overworked. We don't know where Webb's going because Webb lost his rotation spot to Wood, but I think Webb's going back into the rotation to replace Cueto because their next day off is until April 29th. So they're going to need a starter between now and then, and I think that goes to Webb. So my biggest concern is no right-handed arm in the bullpen, and the corresponding move to Cueto being on the DL comes tomorrow which I have a feeling that Sky Bolt is DFA'd and Zach Rattel is brought up mm. to fill the bullpen role. The reason I saying Latell over Trapiano is options. Latell has options, Trapiano does not. So I, I think that's the move tomorrow. Bolt gets DFA'd, Latell added to the forty man and the twenty six man rotation roster. Great points. Rob. Yeah, let's tell, man. We love our uh, former twins on the Giants, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, Latell and, and Trapiano are both going to find their ways onto this roster eventually just being right-handed arms out of the pen, and the Giants simply don't have that, especially if Maranta is going to be off and on with, with injuries, which he has been the last couple of years. But, yeah, yeah, like I touched on earlier, like – yeah, the bats aren't there, so that's concerning, and they're not drawing the amount of walks for a team that strikes out all the all the freaking time like, like they do. So that's going to have to 
kind of balance out at some point, I would hope. Because, I mean, I don't have it in front of me. Doug, maybe you do. But I don't know what their team OBP is right now, but it cannot be good. It's got to be in, in the dumps, like 2029, 20, like, just like their batting average. It's got to be down <laughs> there somewhere. It's 295. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not good. But, but, but yeah, so but I talked about that earlier. I think I think for me, I think my concern it hasn't really popped up yet, but it's been my concern for the season started, and it hasn't. I think it's San Diego when they kind of turn turn that uh that bloop single into a triple. I think Jake Cronworth hit that land between Yastrzemski and and, and Dubon. Yeah, that's that's been my that's been my biggest thing with this with this team is is how is their defense going to hold up, and they're not. I, I read I read some article. I forget who wrote it. it might have been Alex Pavlovich or one of the other guys talk, talking about how the defense has been good so far this year, and it really has been. But a team that doesn't have a lot of range defensively, like like like, like the Giants do, like Brandon Crawford aside, you're not going to make a lot of errors. But how many balls are they getting to in the outfield and and in the infield? And I, that could I've, be made. Yes, yes. I I've no I've noticed that quite a few times in the, in the first few weeks here. But you got guys like you know Dicker, you know Dickerson, who you know he's not a, you know he's not a stallion out there or, or anything, you know, or a gazelle, you know. Mauricio Dubon is still learning how to play center field, and then you, then you got Yastrzemski, who doesn't have a ton, even at this point, doesn't have a ton of major league experience yet. So that I I, I think I think the defense is, and then Evan Longoria hasn't made any errors yet. You, and you know that's coming. You know, if if the past three you know three four years is any, any indication with his decline defensively, so I think that's my concern going forward. And I didn't even talk about Dominic Solano either. But 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 yeah, up to this point hasn't hasn't been a problem. But uh, and I'm really nitpicking here because they have played very well. Like if you asked me after night one, I would say okay, the bullpen freaking sucks and we're screwed. What the hell are we gonna do? You know, we're not gonna win any games with you know with a with a horrible bullpen like, like this. But they've even doubts so that has calmed my concerns a bit. So yeah, right now it's just getting on base and just making sure they play catch moving forward. But like I said, I'm nitpicking here. They're playing really good ball right now. Yeah, I, and I I kind of want to touch off of what you guys talked about because um you know we are talking about concerns at the moment and although the the starting rotation has been a huge strength um yeah i am concerned about uh moving forward obviously you know webb has been moved to the bullpen um and 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 again i'll get to that in a minute because i'm with chris i think he will you know due to cueto's injury move back in um but also uh yeah cueto's hurt and I'm kind of just trying to get a little more of a feel on the – it was a grade one lat strain with Johnny Cueto, and this is actually from MLB.com. It says, uh, recovery time varies depending on a strain with grade one strains typically requiring two to three weeks and grade two at least a month. So the good thing is, is he got like the best news possible, uh, you know, and it's a grade one lat strain. So – Hopefully, you know, maybe he's he's on the IL for probably like two weeks and then starts throwing again, maybe. Um, and, and maybe we can see him realistically by mid-May, maybe a month from now. And especially because, you know, this is a this guy who's 34. Um, you're going to want to squeeze everything you can out of him. And, and it kind of talks about, I, I kind of wanted to tie in 
you know, he threw Friday and threw extremely well in the home opener against the Rockies, 118 pitches. Gabe Kapler let him go eight and two-thirds. And then yesterday, and we've been talking in our private admin chat for, for Giants chatter, and uh, Brooks was really on it. Like, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that this guy's going on just regular rest, you know, four days in between his next start, so fifth day. And he was thrown really well yesterday from what I could tell. I, I was at work. I wasn't able to uh, see the game. But I was following, and it sounded like he was pretty dominant. And then, boom, out of nowhere, you know, he calls for the trainer to come out, and he's done. So mm-hmm. um, it will be interesting usage-wise for Cueto moving forward. But also, Rob, you make a good point, um, usage for the bullpen. I mean, they're limited with righties. Tyler Rogers has already appeared in eight games, which is literally two-thirds of the games. Um, and Jake McGee is not going to be perfect forever. So uh, it, it, I, I really like Chris's prediction of and due to options as well. But I think Zach Littell threw fairly well, like in the second half of spring. And um, Tropiano is a guy that I think they're going to want to bring up later down the road just for, like I've been saying, he's one of those insurance guys that he can come out of the pen or he can spot start or he can be, you know, like a long relief guy. I don't think they want to go to him yet. And so um, Zach Littell makes a lot of sense. And then you can add a righty into that bullpen. You're going to see um, Alex Wood make his first start on Sunday. Um, so uh, those are my concerns right now. I'm not really concerned about the offense because uh, I, you know, obviously they've struggled 207, but they are hitting for power. Um, I know, I, I know that Brandon Belt will get going at some point. I mean, history says that. Hello, Chris's cat in the background. <laughs> <Maybe laugh. laughs> Sorry. Um, Brandon Belt will get going, um, you know, and Donovan Solano has proven he's consistent. And it's nice to see Tommy LaStella get going the last few games, too. He's getting oh, yeah. some opportunities in the lineup. And obviously, Mikey Stremski is going to get going, too. So I'm not really concerned with the offense, um, just more on the pitching side of the ball. Um, and, and again, we'll read like, it, there's 150 games left. This this team will go through struggles. You know, the ebbs and flows, as they say, of the season, the overreactions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we got to be damn proud. They're 8-4 and four right now, and we'll take it. I mean, you win eight out of every 12 games. I mean, you're going to have a great season. So, um, what I wanted to move into next, and we'll keep it quick because there are three of us tonight. I wanted to do our power rankings. It is Thursday, Rob, and so we've uh, – we are on week three of the power rankings, so we're going to be uh, letting our guest Chris go, and we're not going to go really into details. We're just going to give them, and then we're going to move on and kind of look at the upcoming week for the Giants. So, Chris, five to one, give us your power rankings. This was a uh, tough one. When you had asked me for my – I looked at it, and I went, oh, my God, there's like 20 teams here. Like one in, <laughs> They're one, not the same record. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> seriously. True. You know, one one or two were pretty easy to me, just looking at the standings and stuff. But number five, I went with the Marlins. You know, I flip-flopped back and forth here. So my five is the Marlins. My four is the Mets. My three is our eight and four Giants. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> my number two is the Red Sox, who just lost their first game today since – Starting season, yeah, they they started the season 0-3, getting mm-hmm. swept by the Orioles, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's the Red Sox we know, and then won yeah. the next nine straight. And number one, as much as I hate to say it, it's the Dodgers. Robbie. So, yeah. so I go Marlins, Mets, Giants, Red Sox, Dodgers. 
Yes, sir. man, man, I I almost did the Mets too, but all all, all the rainouts kind of kept kept me back. But yeah, I was I was almost with you there, Chris. But uh, for me, number five is the Seattle Mariners. Oh, he did put them in there. I knew I knew you were gonna do it. I'm like, dude, they're eight and five. What? The Seattle Mariners. Yes, yes. Uh, Kuchi, Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, hell, they took two out of three from uh, my number four ranked team, our Giants. Oh. So I got the Giants at number four. Um, yeah, two out of three against the Padres, two out of three against the Reds. You know, yeah, they're they're playing good ball right now. They're, they're be- beating some good teams. And then number three, I had to keep the Padres up there at, at number three because, you know, still still playing good ball, lost Tatis, that, that can't be tough. Chris Paddock's still struggling, still struggling, but then they're still winning games. You know, I believe they're eight and five right now. So, you know, get on five. the nine and five. Right. Yep. Yeah. So good on them. And same as Chris, number two, I got the Boston Red Sox who looked like the worst team in baseball after the first series of the year against Baltimore. And now they simply can't lose until today. See, as soon as I put somebody in the power rankings, they lose. This happens every freaking week. So, <laughs> so yeah. So they'll probably lose like eight in a row now, but the number one is the yeah the Dodgers who are on pace for 300 wins, which is of course mathematically impossible <laughs> with the Dodgers. <laughs> no, okay. okay, so uh, Rob, five to one recap, real quick, just name them. Five the Mariners, four our Giants, three those Padres, two the Boston Red Sox, one the stinking Dodgers. Okay, I I'm with you guys, especially Chris. Like I, I've Dude, I've probably had seven different teams in my <laughs> top five, like starting last night when I was really starting to put this together. And I even told him last night, I was like, "Don't just don't anticipate the Giants being in the top five. Well, that's how much uh, volatility baseball has right now. Because at number five, I have the San Francisco Giants at eight <laughs> and four. Um, and remember, I just want to point out, these are based off of right now. Do I think they're the fifth best team in baseball? No. Uh, <laughs> but right now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with putting them at five. Um, at four, I have the San Diego Padres. They're nine and five. Uh, like Rob said, uh, Tatis out still. But, man, getting Trent Grisham back was huge. I mean, that guy's, that guy's already got three bombs, and he's been back for like a week. Uh, yeah. Kid's a stud. Dude's a stud. And Number Tatis three. is expected back tomorrow. Oh, God. I seen today he's going to be activated tomorrow. Oh, they're, they're number one then. <laughs> Uh, at number zero, the San Diego Pied Dog <laughs> Jogging. Um, <clears throat> number three, um, I'm going the Cleveland Indians. They're seven and five, and I know they got no node last night by uh, Carlos Rodon, but they've still won seven to ten. Um, and that starting rotation is still really, really good. Shane Beaver's freaking legit. Um, and Zach Plezak's been good, even though I know I, I know he got roughed up in his last start, but he's he's still really good. Aaron Savali too. I mean, that it, it shows how comfortable they were trading Mike Clevenger. Man, they yeah, are absolutely. they, they are point. so secure in that rotation. So you're, good on you're good on that. Right. Uh, so yeah, Indians number three, number two, and one. I'm still I'm with you guys. Red Sox won nine in a row before. Um, you know, today uh, I can comfortably say that uh, they will not finish my season uh, at two nor in the top five because I don't think they're a playoff team. But this is going off of right now, and the Red Sox have been the second best team in baseball, and then number one, that pesky freaking team from down south. So those are our uh, top five power rankings uh, this week for the Say Hey podcast. 
Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Um, let's kind of move on uh, to our last piece of this episode, and that is, again, we are not a preview and recap podcast. We just kind of summarize things. So uh, we have three in Miami starting tomorrow, and it uh, looks like we're going to have Anthony DiScafani against uh, – we're still to be determined – um, we don't know. Uh, for Actually, Friday. it looks like it was announced. Oh, who is it now? Daniel Castano. Okay. According, well, according, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Daniel Castano. Everybody knows Daniel Castano. Okay. okay. According to the uh, Marlins MLB at that app. Okay. So they just, a, that must have just happened then. Um, yeah. In the he, last he's, who, he's who's listed because, yeah, like you, when I looked yesterday, they had no starter for tonight. Okay. Or tomorrow. All right. Saturday. Uh, Saturday is Aaron Sanchez against Sandy Alcantara, and he's he's been good. Um, he's got 2.45 ERA, 21 Ks um, in his couple of starts, so um, he's been really good. And then Sunday, we will have the season debut from our first Southpaw starter of the season, Alex Wood, and uh, I, we're, I just totally messed it up. Wait, what am I reading here? That is way down the road. It is Alex Wood. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Alex Wood. <laughs> and then I started looking at the wrong <laughs> game. And then uh, Pablo Lopez will throw on Sunday for the Miami Marlins. So um, those three we have coming up this weekend. Just a quick update. Uh, the Marlins are coming off of uh, taking three of four from the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. Two of those went 10 innings. Um, the Braves did get them yesterday, seven to six. And I think the, the thorn in their side – was Pablo Sandoval. Is that correct? Didn't he hit a, like, pitch at home run late in that game? His third pitch at home years. So. Yep, they, it was 3-2, uh, to two, the Marlins, and Pablo came up, hit a three-run pitch at home run. Yep. And uh, Miami actually had a 6-5 lead going into the bottom of the ninth. They Bullpen's walked bad. in the tie. Yep, they wa- Dylan Floro walked in the tying run and then gave up. At water a- zone. Dylan Floro, Buick Colony, Dougie, at Water Zone. Yeah, that's a, it's about an hour south of us, Chris. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not somewhere I've heard of. And then he gave up a uh, walk-off single to Dansby Swanson. So their bullpen's a little rough. You know, they started off with Anthony Bass started the year as their closer, closer. and after like wow. three appearances, he's lost the closing job because you know he couldn't close anything. Yeah, you know he had the Trevor God experience from last year. So. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean the uh, the Marlins have won four or five, uh, and just you know their their bullpen is obviously their Achilles heel right now. And Chris, you had them in your top five, isn't that correct? One thing number five where I did, and you know that was just based off you know this week, you know taking gotcha, gotcha. taking those games from the Braves, you know because. My my preseason prediction had the Braves winning the NL East, so you know I think highly of the Braves, and uh, the Marlins handled them pretty well. Well, 
everybody but uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Because like I tweeted earlier, you know, find somebody that loves you as much as Acuna loves the Marlins pitching. I swear, <laughs> like, I swear every time he plays the Marlins, he just crushes them. You know, it was uh, Arrania last year and the year before where they like straight games, lead off home run. First uh, pitch, Arrania right at his ribs and tossed. And so it's not just Arrania he loves hitting against. It's just Marlins pitching in general. So, so they did well with that. So that's this weekend in Miami, uh, three with the Marlins. Then on Monday, the Giants head up to Philly, uh, where they have three with the Philadelphia Phillies. Monday will be Kevin Gosman against former Brewer Chase Anderson. Um, that is the Monday game. Tuesday, we will have, uh, it says Johnny Cueto, but obviously that's not happening. We'll probably see Logan Webb there on, uh, on Tuesday, I would assume, get that start against uh, some guy named Zach Wheeler. You guys know who Zach Wheeler is? <laughs> no, I never heard of him. Um, never. Is he related to Carlos Bellatron? I think he was traded. Well, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And then Wednesday, we got Anthony D. Sclafani against Zach Eflin. Uh, that's a 10.05 uh, Pacific time. So that's a Wednesday Ooh. morning game. So 105 on the East Coast. So, um, you know, the and just real quick, the, the Phillies um, are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, They have lost three in a row. But I think the thing with them is um, – their bullpen's been improved since last year. I mean, last year they were just – they were getting creamed uh, for their lack of bullpen. A lot of people had them as like, you know, maybe not as high as the Dodgers, but maybe the second th- or third best team in the NL, and they just totally shit the bed. Like, uh, and big part was because of that bullpen. So do you guys have any thoughts real quick on the Phillies, and then we can kind of sum up these next six games? Well, I, I think uh, well, like with the, uh, with the Marlins specifically – you know, that's going to be a big test for the Giants, uh, for, for all these lefties who are seemingly struggling because you know, Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez are filthy, and they are they're a force to be reckoned with. Two very young arms who are just had great years last year and you know, has continued that so far this year. So guys like Bell and Dickerson and Yaz, you know, they're going to need them to get going because, like, like we talked about, you know, this pitching staff isn't going to hold up at this level all year. And, you know... So it's a big challenge for them. And then, you know, Philly, same thing. You know, you're going to have Zach Wheeler, who's been inconsistent most of his career. But, I mean, he's, he's got the stuff, you know. Well, we all know that. And, uh, you know, and Zach Eflin, if, if, you know, if I recall, has, has been pretty solid this year so, so far too. So, so yeah, it's going to be uh, a, bu- a bunch of righties coming at him. So, you know, Brandon Belt, Yaz, Dickerson, you know, Tommy Lestella, you know. Bring your A game because uh, you're going to be playing. Absolutely, yep. Tomor- Chris. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's the only game they face a lefty. Yep. The right. uh, other five games are all righties. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tomorrow's game just worries me because it's somebody they're not familiar with. And, you know, like we, like I mentioned earlier in our admin chat, the Giants do really well against fireballers instead of junk ballers. And both – Alcantara and Lopez this weekend against the Marlins both bring the heat. So that could be a good sign for the Giants. Yeah. And then so. and then Wheeler as well. Chase Anderson for the Phillies. 
you know, he's with the Blue Jays last year. He's very home run prone. So, you know, hopefully somebody like him gets Yaz, Bell, and Listella going. You know, Crawford's been hitting, doing what coming up clutch. So, like, you know, hopefully he could keep that up, keep that up. But, you know, like facing these righties, hopefully it gets the left-handed bats going because we know what they can do against lefties. You know, it's a matter of just evening it out and doing the same against righties, which, like I said, they have their chance in five of the six games on this home or road trip. And then when they come home, they play the Marlins again. For four. Yeah, Yeah, so seven of their next ten games are against the Marlins. That's true. Um, We did a poll on Giants Chatter, and and Charlie does this before uh, the beginning of every series. You know, how is it going to go? Is it going to be a sweep by the other team? Giants can win one of three. They can win two of three. Sweep. So I was – I'm – a negative guy usually <laughs> i'm a pessimistic dougie downer as some people call me so i actually uh i did predict the rocky sweep but then i said that uh since he would take two or three from the giants i was wrong um i do think the giants are a better team than marlins but i'm sticking with my uh, negative history i i did take the uh marlins one in two or three and then uh i i just feel like somehow some way the giants will win two or three in philly so I have a three and three road trip, which you know what? If if they and they started the season three and three um, on the road, so if they go five hundred on every road trip, I think that's okay. Especially if you're going to come home and take five to six on it on your homestand. But we all know that's not going to happen all season. But uh, I do. I, I think a five hundred road trip here, which is fine. That would put them at what eleven and seven coming back home next week, which is I, I, I'd be very happy if they're eleven and seven through the first eighteen. Yeah, definitely. I um, I think I voted for a, a sweep in Miami, but see, I voted for a sweep against the Reds too, and I voted for a sweep against the, the Rockies. So <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be more positive this year. I don't know if you guys, if you follow me, you, you know, I've been uh, slightly pessimistic over the years, just just a little bit. But I'm trying to change my ways, and you know, even the other night when, when they lost, you can ask all the guys in our admin group. You know, I had a bit of a meltdown in the chat, but I kept my cool and I didn't and I didn't go big time you know with Very my uh, with my reaction because i was really pissed about that uh two hit uh you know protect performance but they but they came back and they win both games to take the series so they stay positive they're gonna sweep the marlins the marlins will be lucky to score more than four runs in this series because the pitching oh. is, is clicking clicking boys damn rob what do you want dude <laughs> He's on that positive Percocet. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Positive pot pies. Uh, Chris, uh, give it. What well, What are they going to do in Philly? You didn't give us a Philly uh, prediction. Oh, they're going to sweep them. All right. So the Giants <laughs> are going 6 to no. No, 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 no. No, Philly, you know, it's a Zach Wheeler revenge game. So I'll give Philly that one. Zach Wheeler will probably find a way to throw a. Probably no hitter that night. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you have a five and one road trip though for the Giants. Five and one. Damn, dude, they may make it all the way up to number four in my power rankings next week. Uh, Chris, <laughs> give us your thoughts on these next six, real quick. I have both series: Giants going two of them. Okay, I'm gonna win two or three in Miami and win two of three in uh, Philly. So yeah, and I'll, I'm not even gonna go close to what Rob said about this weekend. <laughs> They only give up four runs against the Marlins, even though the Marlins aren't the uh, 
greatest offensive team. They do have a couple of nice young players there. Uh, their shortstop, Jazz Chisholm, looking really good. They have old friend Adam Duvall there now. They signed mm-hmm. him after he was non-tendered by Atlanta. You know, they, they got some nice pieces, but I think the Giants take two of three in Miami and at worst two of three in Philadelphia. Feeling good about Philly, huh? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I really feel good about Philly, even though, you know, I still have flashbacks when I was at the uh, Giants-Philly game a couple of years ago. Samarja against, I think it was Zach Eflin, actually. It was uh, not a fun experience. So they're, they're out to avenge that series for me. Well, you, you, you know what? I, I hate to bring this up, but I feel like over the years – Really bad things tend to happen when the Giants play the Marlins. Like just, just, just voodoo. Like I don't know. The Marlins are never good, but things happen. You know, we all remember Scott Cousins, and we all remember the playoffs, Jose Cruz Jr., and all this stuff. Don't Man. you talk about the play at the plate? Don't I you mean, talk about it? JT Snow. Hey, and I'm not, I'm talking about the JT Snow one. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah, Buster. Yeah, I talk about Buster. Yeah, I mean JT Snow and Pudge. You know, <sighs> it's just even the Marlins in their in their really bad years always seem to play the Giants tough. However, like I said, this is a new day and this is a new regime, and they the Giants are here to beat down on the peasants. And I know I know that the Marlins are number five in Chris's power rankings. So this, so so seemingly, this is a battle of two t- Titan teams. Like these are two <laughs> Herculean teams. Two to- a top five matchup this weekend. A collision course could be at an le- could be an NLCS preview, according to Chris. Le- oh God! At, 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 at least that 03 uh, Marlins team went on to win it all. And I mean, that team was legit, though, dude. They had freaking Josh Beckett. Uh, they had uh, Miguel Cabrera, uh, when Carl Pavano. Was... Yeah, dude. I mean, they were so good. They were so good. So Levon Hernandez. Levon Hernandez. Wow, that's right. Former yeah. Giant. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Chris, thanks, dude, for coming on, man. We uh, we've been wanting to get you on, and and tonight was the night. So, thanks for coming on again. Give Chris a follow on Twitter at Blue Jays underscore Giants, uh, and also make sure that you are joined on Giants Chatter. It's the ever-growing group on Facebook. And um, our game threads have been insane, guys. I mean, the first Fun. 12 games a season, I would say we're averaging probably about 275, 300 comments um, on our threads. And we've, we've gotten over 400, I think, twice. So, you know, let's keep it up. Uh, make sure the game threads are going fire on, on Giants Chatter. Uh, the link is in the description of the show. You can find it there. So um, we'll wrap it up there uh, for Chris and Rob and Doug. Uh, thank you for joining us and go Giants. Giants. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.